thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 150. Oh, from what power hast thou this powerful might, with insufficiency my heart to sway, to make me give the lie to my true sight, and swear that brightness doth not grace the day? Whence hast thou this becoming of things ill, that in thy in the very refuge of thy deeds there is such strength and warrantise of skill, that in my mind thy worst of all best exceeds? Who taught thee how to make me love thee more? The more I hear and see just cause of hate. Oh, though I love what others do abhor, with others thou shouldst not abhor my state. If thy unworthiness rise, if thy unworthiness raised love in me, more worthy I to be beloved of thee. That was Sonnet 150 with a stumble. I am Mark Chastley and you are listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets and I am joined by a lice ridden. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> You're scratching your beard, it could be lice. Prove to it's, me it's I'm not, not lice. I'm not even scratching it, I'm just kind of have my hand <laughs> on my beard. <laughs> lice, lice are just mechanical dandruff. <laughs> Is that how it works? <laughs> Standruff with legs. Oh, now I've got an itchy mm. head. Sorry. That's... I I didn't mean to imply that Thierry has lice. Thierry doesn't have lice, or as far as I know, does not have lice. I wash. He wash. I am I am I think you can get lice if you wash. I don't think it's it's mutually exclusive. I, have, I don't actually know how lice work. You can catch lice from um other humans fairly easily. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I am one of those um, shower people who who also likes to hang out with people who have a certain amount of personal hygiene. Oh, that means I've got a certain amount of personal hygiene. No, yeah, you're just on a computer. Oh, okay. I don't know if you you could just reek. Can you? And I wouldn't know. Well, if you can't see the smell wafts coming off of me, then <laughs> I'm I'm below I mean, a look, certain threshold. You look clean. You don't Thank have you. grease dropping off your hair and just. That's good. I'm doing you... my um, no makeup selfie. <laughs> Which <laughs> oh, oh god, I wish this was video. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's been going around Facebook at the moment. Uh, you have to forgive us because this would be a couple of weeks in the past for everyone else. But the 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 breast cancer no makeup selfie thing is going around Facebook at the moment. And I, what I keep thinking is every time I see it is, does that mean men support and raise awareness for breast cancer all the time? Because men don't. I just, I don't. I, there's so. The only thing I thought. Well, I mean, it's a, it raised a million pounds mm. for cancer research within 24 hours, which is really good. That's a lot of money. But all I kept thinking was, I'm not a friend of makeup. I'm not particularly. Uh, I don't find it attractive. Or, I mean, like, I'm not against makeup if it's like a little bit. It, makeup is meant to um, underline your natural beauty, not cover up all your skin and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm fairly but, sure that's been that's been in one of the sonnets, so this does link into the sonnets. Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember which one it was. The covering your face with fake colours and all that kind of stuff. But all I can think of just just female friends who've posted photos without wearing makeup and just kinda of going You are I mean, I never thought you were ugly kind of thing. 
but you are actually really, really pretty without makeup. Why? Why do women bother? I think. Or why? Why does society tell them that they should? Yeah, and I, I think that's it. It's just social pressure. It's the idea that you can't be beautiful unless your lips are blood red and and your skin is pale and and you have a. Uh, there was uh, I had just... this really weird experience with um I used to commute a long way to work and on the train this woman used to get on and she used to get on without makeup and do her makeup on the train and when she got on she was I mean I'm no judge of the transfer for women but she was someone that I wouldn't look oh, this... I mean you can judge be- I can yeah, she look was... at a man and go yeah he's good looking she was without yeah she was yeah. beautiful she wasn't I, I mean she wasn't a, a... I, everyone must turn and look at her, but she wasn't ugly. There was nothing unusual. She looked absolutely fine. She'd spend this whole hour journey putting on makeup on, and when she got off, she had like big red splotches on her cheeks, big bright lips, big massive eyeliner and eye coloring, and it, it was almost clown like. And it was really strange that she, over the, a space of an hour on this train, she would remove all personal identity and all all of her natural beauty and cover it up with what was looked to me like a pastiche of makeup. It was really strange. Yeah, it, it's just, it's weird. I mean, I have I have some friends who just, especially with the eyes, who just put like a shitload of colour around the eyes, just on their eyelids, rings around their eyes and, and eyelashes and, and all that kind of stuff and just... I don't want to say it's ugly, but it's not pretty. It's it's just not. I can't look at I can't look at that and go, it looks nice. It's just yeah. where 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 are you? Where is your face? Yeah, exactly. under all this black, green, purple, yellow, whatever the hell color you use. I wonder if it's protective. If you go out with a layer of makeup on, you're not putting yourself out there. You're putting the makeup products out there. In the same maybe. way that wearing designer names, I've always seen as quite a coward. Maybe not cowardly. That's wrong. But let's let's go with cowardly because you know might get more listeners. But it's quite a cowardly thing to do because you're you're not saying look at me. You're saying look at my clothes. You're not saying judge me. You're saying judge my clothes. It's it puts up a shield and a barrier between you and society. And I, Maybe I wonder if it's something like that. Very strange. We we should talk. We should mm. talk about Sonnet One Fifty. We we should. I quite like this sonnet. I completely forgot what it was about. Oh, should I read it again? <laughs> it's fine. Uh, just explain what it's about, and I'll I'll tell you if if uh, if I agree or not. Not remembering it. It's it's about him blaming the dark lady again. He's blaming the dark lady for him. Oh, surprise! Her. Yeah. What what power hast thou, this powerful might, with insufficiency, my heart to sway, to make me give the lie to to make me give the lie to my true sight? And swear that brightness doth not grace the day. I, I quite like, again, we got the duality between um, the Dark Lady and the uh, Fair Youth. The Fair Youth brought bright brightness and wonder into everything. The Dark Lady brings darkness. So she she makes uh, she makes it so that brightness does not grace the day, which I think is absolutely wonderful. And again, he's mm-hmm. claiming that she has some sort of control over his sight to make him see something his that is beautiful even though he knows he shouldn't find it beautiful 
Um, but the, there's one line that I love in this, which is, um, who taught thee how to make me love thee more? Which I think is an absolutely stunning line. That is actually a really cool line. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure I've heard it somewhere before, but I, I can't place it. So maybe I haven't. I just, it resonates for so much. It's just, I like this idea that there's a conspiracy around making Shakespeare feel a certain way about certain people and that there's someone out there training people. This is what you need to do to get Shakespeare to love you. And I thought it was wonderful. And you're too busy tweeting to listen to what I say. No, I'm not tweeting. Well, you're not? <clears throat> okay. I'm... D- I'm... <laughs> hmm. You're blown away by the wonder of this sonnet. No, I just... That, that line, I didn't... I didn't really notice it when you first read it out, but it is a really, really good line. Yeah, it, it kind of then gets spoiled by the second half. The more I hear and see just cause of hate. Which I'm, I'm sure has a very poignant meaning behind it, but in today's English, just sounds a bit weird. It probably did at the time, too. <laughs> You're accusing Shakespeare of not writing well-constructed sentences. I'd be careful where you tread. <laughs> There's like a really, really long explanation for this. Okay. Can you give us the Oh, okay. The more I hear and see... Just, just, is, like, is it a legal term? Just cause. Just cause? Um, yeah, I yeah. think so, yeah. If any man can show any just cause why they may not lawfully be joined together. It's from weddings. Yeah, yeah. The more I hear and see. Just cause of hate. Oh, okay, that kind of makes sense then. Who taught thee how to it's... make me love thee more? The more I hear and see just cause of hate. So, he is loving her more and more, even though the, the world is, is shouting just cause at him why he should hate her. Yeah. So, it's kind of, he's, he's about to marry her, and the dude stands up in front of her and goes, you can't marry her because she slept with me last night. And he just goes, and, and <laughs> despite of that, he falls in love with her even more. Yeah, that that yeah, so he, it's... He, he keeps getting all the reasons why he shouldn't love her, and and make even him... though they are perfectly valid and and reasonable, they make him love he, her more. He, yeah, he can't help but just love her more for all those faults. I quite like that again because it's the opposite of the fair youth. Everything the fair youth did made him love him more because it was good, whereas. Everything the dark lady does, which is bad, makes him love her more. Well, even with the fair youth, even the things that Shakespeare acknowledged and established were morally wrong. Had to be morally right because they were done by the fair youth. Yes. So it was, it was, it went even further than just saying because it's the fair youth, it's good. It's, mm. it, 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 his entire moral belief system... It just essentially turned the fair youth into a god. That that was the definition of good. Yeah. And, and if the fair youth had murdered someone, then surely the murdered was evil and deserved to die. That that kind of... Which is interesting because there was a whole sonnet about how he shouldn't uh, idolatize. People shouldn't idolatize the fair youth because it was against Christianity. 
I can't remember yeah. exactly which Sunday. That was fairly early on, 2030s. Yeah, so it's it's really interesting that that, that was there in in, in Shakespeare's it just kind consciousness. Of shifted away. Yeah, it became less important as the fair youth became more godlike. It became less important to to in to avoid insulting the current god because you had a much more immediate god who you could physically look at and physically touch and physically admire. Well, I mean that's kind of what happens during an obsession, uh, a obsession. You, you might start with your reason still kind of being in place and telling yourself, oh, that's not quite right doing this. But but the more you push yourself or you let yourself get drawn into this ideal world as constructed by your mind, the, the further away any kind of reason you might, might have had at some point just gets pushed away and vanishes yeah. Oh, it's lovely. I I love. I I really quite like this sonnet just because it has so much resonance amongst all the other sonnets we've seen as well. I think it's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm trying to think what else, what else I can say. Uh, blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> I don't I don't really like the the ending. The 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 final two lines. I'm not that fond of the couplet at the end. If thy unworthiness raised love in me, more worthy I. To be beloved of thee, so it, it's that. It's the same point that you were saying, which is the the unworthiness raised. If thy unworthiness, so if the more she does that that makes her unworthy of his love, the more he loves her because of it. And it, it, it's instead of it bringing something new to the sonnet, it kind of just states what is already quite plainly obvious in this sonnet, which is a bit annoying, I guess. I don't. If thy unworthiness raised love in me, so if if all those those negative bad things about you make me love you more, more worthy I to be beloved of thee. Doesn't that mean that um, he's saying if your evilness makes you love makes me love you more? That surely means that I deserve your love in return. To be beloved of thee, not for from thee. It's essentially saying, I love you even though you are a bitch. <laughs> and, and what follows from that is that I deserve to be loved in return. Okay. More worthy I to be beloved of thee, so I, I deserve to be loved by you now. Because I loved you despite of you. But it's beloved of thee, not from thee. That's that's the only thing. Yeah, but you are the beloved of your other half. Oh, I suppose, yeah, Not the beloved from your other half. Yeah, that's true. Yes, you're right. He's demanding love in return. Yeah. More worthy I to be beloved of thee. So I, I deserve to be the beloved of the dark lady yeah that's and that's interesting because he never demanded love from the fair youth I don't think did he I don't think so he's never openly demanded it at least yeah so I, it's interesting that he's demanding that something he I finds I think he demanded her attraction before yeah 
Oh, interesting. Oh, I love this. I love this sonnet. I just think it's such... It, it sums up the Dark Lady so much at the moment. It's that kind of... It's got everything in it. It's got the, you're affecting my eyesight. It's got the, you bring darkness to the world. Uh, but I still love you and I can't stop myself loving you. And I quite like, oh, um, though I love what others do abhor... With others, thou shouldst not abhor my state. So, though I mm. hate you, you shouldn't hate me because I love you. <coughs> and you shouldn't talk about me with other people. And it's just so... Yeah. There's the hints of the jealousy in there and the hints of the power struggle that Shakespeare has with relationships. It's, I think it's a very well-woven sonnet with multiple themes all going on. I do actually quite like this one now. I brought you around. I should have. I should have paid a lot more attention you, you the should, first time round. I'm disappointed in you. I apologise. That's, that's okay. I forgive you. Um, I think you should read this one out. I I know this probably hasn't been as long as all of the others, but it, I while it's I think it's a very complex poem. It's not deep. It's not. There aren't multiple levels to it, but it's just very. Uh, wonderfully constructed to bring in all these multiple angles uh, and in a, such a simplistic way I think it's wonderful but I don't know if I've got anything more that I want he doesn't, to raise yeah, it's, it's very not even new ideas that he introduces I mean we've had wedding poems before let me not to the marriage of true minds yeah admit impediment so it's, he's, he's not even introducing new concepts here he's just applying them to the dark lady yeah, that that makes that yeah. So it's just well. I think you should read us out on this one. I will. I uh, I'm gonna do a good job of it. Good, excellent. You did a good job <laughs> of the last one. So yeah, which probably means I'm gonna screw this one up. <laughs> Sonnet one five zero. Oh, from what power hast thou this powerful might with insufficiency my heart to sway? To make me give the lie to my true sight and swear that brightness doth not grace the day. Whence hast thou come? Hast thou come? That's not what it says. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it does now. Okay, we're, we're changing it on the fly. <laughs> Whence hast thou this becoming of things ill that in the very refuse of thy deeds there is such strength and warranties of skill that in the. <clears throat> is it warranties, warranties? Uh, I would say warranties. But I might be wrong. It kind of flows better as warranties. Yeah, that's I, that's why I went with it. There is such strength and warranties of skill that, in my mind, thy worst or best exceeds. Who taught thee how to make me love thee more, the more I hear and see just cause of hate? Oh, though I love what others do abhor, with others thou shouldst not abhor my state. If thy unworthiness raised love in me, more worthy I to be beloved of thee. Excellent. That was Sonnet 150 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. We've only got four left to go. I have been Mark Chastity, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I have been Thierry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we will be ne- back next time with Sonnet 151. Have a lovely time. Bye bye. Bye bye.
You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.